you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for LAist's new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We are where we eat. We'll go behind the scenes of LA restaurants. The kickoff event is May 22nd. Tickets at LAist.com slash events. LAist Studios. Today on the LA Report, the concept of mutual aid has been around a long time. It basically means working with others to provide essential resources for people in your community with no strings attached. We'll look at the work of mutual aid groups that focus on unhoused communities here in LA. It's Sunday, January 6th. I'm Jill Replogle in for Julia Paskin. That's coming up on the weekend edition of the LA Report from LAist 89.3. But first, here's the latest news. The Golden Globe Awards kick off the Hollywood Awards season tonight. But as LAist's Kevin Tidmarsh reports, the annual bash is at a crossroads. Tonight is the first time the Golden Globes will air since the Hollywood Foreign Press Association dissolved. The organization started the award ceremony 80 years ago. The association faced controversy after controversy in recent years, from reports of pay-to-play deals to racism and sexual assault. After the LA Times reported that none of its 87 members were black in 2021, the association made some efforts to diversify its membership, but many big Hollywood players still boycotted the awards last year. The show returns tonight to a new broadcast network, CBS, and with new prize categories. This year, Barbie and Succession lead the pack with nine nominations each. Oppenheimer follows close behind with eight. For LAS 89.3, I'm Kevin Tidmarsh. We continue to look at new laws that went into effect at the start of 2024. One of those is intended to protect Californians from having to pay extra for out-of-network ambulance rides. CalMatters health reporter Kristen Wong says these charges were penalizing patients. When you just need, you know, a physical or something like that, you have time to pick and choose your doctor. But when you call 911, if it's an emergency, you don't have a choice in who is coming to pick you up. Under the new law, health insurance and ambulance companies must settle the bill directly, even if they don't have a contract. You can read more about the law on our website, laist.com. And last year, California banned the sale of flavored nicotine products, but it's actually gotten easier to get them online, according to a new report. Rutgers University researcher John Patrick Allum says this could be because retailers don't know the ban applies to online sales or... Retailers are flouting the the law and and ignoring it and continuing on as business as usual. Allum says a statewide evaluation of the ban is needed to see if it's working or not. Retailers caught selling flavored tobacco products can face fines or even lose their license to sell tobacco. And low riding and cruising are once again allowed in the state after a new law went into effect this year. Bob's Big Boy in Downey was one of the epicenters for cruising. Jim Lauder is the current owner of a restaurant that's been rebuilt in that same spot. He says there's a reason why cruising was huge for the neighborhood. In the late 50s was considered sort of the heartbeat of the custom car movement. There was customizers and painters up and down here on Firestone Boulevard. And this was a place where guys brought their cars to get fixed up. 
To read more about Downey and the cruising hub that sprouted up around that 1950s diner, go to LAist.com. More after this break. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. LA podcast recently published their final episode in a four-part miniseries about volunteers who fill service gaps for unhoused people in Los Angeles. These groups use the mutual aid model, which means they try to offer whatever is needed most, no strings attached. Sometimes that means water, food, or socks. Other times it means harm reduction tools like clean needles or the overdose prevention treatment Narcan. In this excerpt from the final episode, producer Evan Jacoby asks a homelessness expert, a city leader, and a mutual aid worker about the pros and cons of this approach. Throughout our reporting, we asked our sources what they felt is the ideal relationship between mutual aid work and government services. The ideal, of course, would be that we have a strong working relationship with the council district. Up first is Aria Catano. She's the founder of Waterdrop LA. They go to Skid Row every Sunday with about 2,500 gallons of water and distribute them across the entire neighborhood. We do prefer to work with them rather than be adversarial because at the end of the day, they have the resources and we are happy to help them figure out how to allocate those resources. We want council members to know that we are there to help them understand what they can do to better address people's needs. Um, However, it shouldn't be necessary. That shouldn't be a stilt that the government relies on. At the end of the day, you know, these are a lot of students. They are young people who are trying to work towards their own futures as well. And so to put that burden of providing a city service, what should be a city service, which is providing water, right? It's really sad. I have a lot of hope for my generation because I I think that we really do see the holes in our government system. We see the holes in our current leaders and we want to fix them. We want to patch them up. And so that gives me hope, but it's also very sad to me because at the end of the day, we should not be accepting this as, you know, the status quo. We shouldn't be accepting this period. We also asked this question to Councilmember Nithya Raman. 
She has a background in mutual aid, and she founded the nonprofit SELA Neighborhood Homeless Coalition. Even if the government were able to do better in terms of providing basic services like water access or food access to people who are experiencing homelessness, I think there is a really important role that mutual aid groups play or volunteer groups play in this ecosystem. One of the things that was kind of transformative about my work at SELA, when people came to volunteer, their approaches to homelessness would change. When they came in and they engaged with someone who was experiencing homelessness, they got to know them over time. It helped to break down some of those myths around service resistance. It also helped to make the volunteers into advocates themselves for policy solutions that really worked. It is a very dynamic interplay between government agencies and mutual aid, and and ideally they can be complementary. This is Professor Ben Henwood. He's the director for the Center of Homelessness, Housing, and Health Equity Research at USC. He said that aside from having less bureaucracy to deal with, the main benefit mutual aid groups have is trust. Government promises that have been made in the past sometimes have not met expectations. And so issues of like just basic trust that the offer that people are hearing about, you know, what they can access, they, they may not believe. Professor Henwood said that a lot of mutual aid groups have more of a peer perspective. And that peer perspective can make it a lot easier to offer certain services. That was How to LA producer Evan Jacoby. You can find all four episodes in this series about mutual aid titled Volunteers Take on the Homelessness Crisis in the How to LA podcast feed. Thanks for listening to the weekend edition of the LA Report. The Weekend LA Report is hosted by me, Jill Replogle, and produced by Monica Bushman and Kevin Tidmarsh. Our engineer is Sean Corey Campbell. The podcast is edited by Fiona Ng. Catherine Mailhouse is the Director of Content Development, and our Vice President of Podcasts is Shana Naomi Krokmal. Join us back here tomorrow. You can read more at LAist.com and listen live on the LAist app or on the radio at 89.3 FM. Listeners like you help make the LA Report possible. Please donate at laist.com slash join. This podcast is supported by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe quality journalism makes Southern California a better place to live. LAist Studios operates within the homelands of the Gabrielino Tongva people. We recognize the painful history of displacement, settler colonialism, and erasure of the people, their language, and their sovereignty. Visit laist.com land for more information. We encourage you to get curious about the land on which you live and work. The LAist Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAist.com sweeps.